So today's daf is Lamed Bet. We pick up at the bottom of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Bet, um, and we are discussing the nine takanot of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. We mentioned eight, uh, five in um, this parak, one in the um, in the in the previous parak. A lot of them having to do with the transition away from the mikdash, um, and um, one about a gear who converts nowadays should not set aside the money for the korban. Also, the transition away from the mikdash um, is, um, that gets us up to, I'm sorry, six in this park, one in the previous makes seven, then the gear makes us eight, and the ninth one is now an issue of debate. Of debate. So let's take a look. The idach, so we're a good bit behind, it's about ten lines before the lines get wide on Lamed Aleph Hamad Bet, line starts with the word Mitnei HaTakala with Ben Eleza Rashba is the beginning of a line and the next line after that Edoch the ninth one Plugsa to Rav Papa Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak it's the bit of Rav Papa and Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Rav Papa Mer Kerem Revai it's the issue about the Kerem Revai about the uh, stuff that grew from the vineyard on the fo- in the fourth year Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Amal Lashon Shel Zaharit it's about the red string Rav Papa Mer Kerem Revai now we're talking Mishnah. That if you have, you know, the fruit or the here it's the, the, the fruit of the vine, there's a question whether it's all fruit or specifically grapes um, that grow in the fourth year, um, then you bring them to Yerushalayim and you eat them there. But of course, if you don't want to schlep, you can, con- you can convert it to money, you can redeem it on money and bring the money to Yerushalayim. You can technically do that even if you're just one foot outside of Yerushalayim, but the rabbis made a sakana that if you're within a day's travel, you are not allowed to redeem and bring the money. We want you to be bringing the fruit itself because part of the whole idea is we want the, the, you know, Yerushalayim to be filled with all this new fruit. So, a day's journey on any, uh, you know, on any side of Yerushalayim, you would have to bring it to Yerushalayim. Um, and this is the boundaries. This is what, this is the cities that are a day away from Yerushalayim. Eilat minha, now it can't really be a lot because Eilat's a lot more than one day away from Yerushalayim. So anyway, there's a question here, I mean, is it in the north or is it in the south? But it's a different Eilat. So anyway, the Akravat minha, Darom, let's say, and Akravat in the south, Lud minha ma'arav, um, um, Lud is and the, or uh, Lod, excuse me, is in the west, um, with the west of Yerushalayim. I said to me, it would seem that be more than a day. I don't know how how fast horses go. Um, the Yarden in Mizrach and the Jordan to the east. Okay, so if you're within that, if you're within that circle, you have to bring it to Yerushalayim. Vamar Ula, Nula said, Yitemar Abba Barbar Ula, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Matam, what's the reason? Kedei Lateh Shokei Yerushalayim, or Shokei Yerushalayim, the Pharaoh, in order that the marketplaces of Jerusalem should be adorned with fruit when everybody is bringing the fruit and not just bringing one money. One minute of the time, and we turn to Brisa. Kermar Vai Hayalol Rabbi Eliezer B'Mizrach Lud. Rabbi Eliezer had Kermar Vai to the east of Lud, so the east of Lud is in the direction of Yerushalayim, so we would have to bring the fruit itself. But he did B'Tzad Kfar Tevi, by the village of Tevi. One has to schlep it to Yerushalayim, so he went ahead and he made it. What was about to make it hefker to the poor? Let the poor take it and take it to Yerushalayim. I'd rather they take it than I would have to schlep it. Okay, Amulo Tamidav. His student said to him, "Ready, my master. For Ninu Chaverecha Allah Vehitiru. Your colleagues already took a vote and made it permissible. They annulled that takana." Okay, now, Man Chavarecha, who are your colleagues? Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, that would have been Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, so that's what Rabbi Papa claims that the colleagues were Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, and, um, and that was his Takana, post Chorban, you know, post Chorban, people are not uh, uh, bringing, um, you know, Yerushalayim is destroyed, and it's under Roman rule or whatever, the purpose of this Takana, 
no longer apply. So again, a acceptance of the post-Korban reality and annulling the Takanan, there's no need to actually be bringing the fruit itself um, to Yerushalayim. So that is one version, and again, very much of a similar genre. Just wait. No, it was something different. It was something actually not post-Korban, but this is one that actually is going to be identified as pre-Korban, related to the Korbanot of Yom Kippur, to this Seir Lazazel. It was the red string. Originally, they would tie the red string by the opening of the Ulam, um, the uh, hallway to the um, to the um, uh, Hechal. To the Hechal, they would tie the red string. Um, where, where I lost my place. Mibachos on the outside. He'll be in if it turned white after the Korban was brought. Everybody would rejoice. Lo, he'll be if it would not turn white. They would all be anguished. They would feel that their sins weren't atoned for. So they put it on the inside of the doorway. And they would still peek through and look. And if they would turn white, they'd be happy. And if not, they'd be sad. So finally they established it would be in a place where the people wouldn't see it. Half of it would be tied to the rock right before they threw the uh, goat over and the other between the horns of the goat itself. Um, uh, so it's interesting because still people wanted to find out why did you have to tie it anywhere? You know, why didn't you just leave it on the horns and nobody will see it? So presumably they still wanted the information but they didn't necessarily, I don't know, they wanted to control the information. They didn't want it to get out if it was bad news. But so anyway, he's assuming that this final takana was uh, that of Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai. So that would be a fir- actual takana of Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai during the period of the Beit HaMikdash. So let's take a look. Why didn't he say like Rav Papa, which is the issue about the Karim Ravai, which fits very nicely in the whole theme of the Sakhanot of Rav Yochanan and Zakkai. Amalachah, um, he'll tell you, if you think that those that annulled that Sakhanot bring the fruit to Yerushalayim without redeeming it, um, is Rav Yochanan and Zakkai, so they wouldn't have said to Rabbi Eliezer, your colleagues. He wasn't a colleague of Rabbi Eliezer. He was a Rebbe. He was an earlier generation. So that's a good point. So what's the response back? No. Since it was Rabbi Eliezer's students that were telling him that the Gzera was annulled, so it would be inappropriate for the students to say to their master, but your Rabbi annulled it. Right? So it's sort of like, you know, bringing their master down. You know, you're somebody who's a bigger authority than you annulled it. So as a way of respect, they said your colleagues annulled it. But really, it was Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. All right, that's a pretty reasonable explanation. So now let's look at the other idea that it was the red string. For Rav my time, Rav by Yitzchak. Why does Rav Papa not say Rav by Yitzchak? So, my, so for, for me, before you get to reasons why it's hard, you know, why, why it doesn't make sense to say it at all, I would just say that this Takanat does not seem at all to fit in the genre of the Takanot of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. It's pre-Korban HaMikdash. It doesn't really, you know, there's nothing that really would make it want you to associate this thing with the red string with Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. But the Gemara actually gives even a more concrete reason why it's, why it's very difficult to make that claim. Let's take a look. I'm going to tell you, it was Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai who did the thing with the red string. Since when was there a red string in his days? So apparently Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai lived 120 years. The first 40 years he devoted to business, so he made himself a good parnasa so he could put the money in the bank and then devote the next 80 years to learning and leadership. 40 years he learned Torah. And 40 years he taught Torah. 
Okay, and we're going to assume, obviously, that any of his edicts, you know, any of his positions of authority is going to be only once he started teaching, not when he was still in the, mo- in the, in the, in the role of a student. The Tanya, we taught a Brisa. So the string did not turn white for the 40 years leading up to the Chorban Habayis. Ella um, Ma'adim, it stayed red. Okay? The Tanan, and we don't miss him. The Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, we know, made to come out after the Chorban Habayis. So, so meaning, what does that tell you? It tells you the following. If here you have, where's my thing? Here you have Chorban Abayas. Okay, is at this point here. Okay, and here we know that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was right was a, was doing his thing after Chorban Abayas. So that means, and for forty years he was teaching, right? So that goes for forty years back. So let's just say this was year one. Okay, so this is your 39BCH, four quarters of Okay, <laughs> all right. So that's so. So his role as being a teaching was for 40 years. So at most, it got back to year 39 before Corbin Abias, right? Mm-hmm. But 40 years before Corbin Abias, year 40BCH, right? It, it was no longer turning white. White, no mm-hmm. longer turning white. And since the Takana speaks about the fact that it sometimes would turn white and sometimes turn red, right, that was the whole point of the Takana, clearly the Takana was, be- was made sometimes back here. But Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai only started his leadership role at most 39 years beforehand, after it no longer was turning white. And, that, and the Takana was made while it was still sometimes turning white. Okay, so clearly this could not have been Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai's activity. His activity was all here. So the Gemara says like this. Um, so okay. So the Edoch, the response back would be Delama, those forty years when he was learning, even before he started teaching, Tommy Joshe He was not just down learning on his own. He was there in the presence of his Rebbe, and he was like, you know, involved in the types of uh, you know uh, activities that his Rebbe was involved in. The Amr Milsa, and while he was sitting in front of his Rebbe, even though he was a student, he suggested something. The Stavr timing, you know, that's a good idea. We should actually change what we're doing with that red string. The Kamei Rabbi Lishmein, they attributed it to him. So it's sort of like when you're a, um, a, a, a professor and you get your graduate students to basically write all of your papers for you and then you get to put your name on it. So here, the Rebbe didn't put his name on it. He actually uh, put the uh, graduate student's name on it. So Eina Chinami, they didn't do it even, as, uh, even before his primary years of leadership. But again, it's, a hard, it, it's hard to attribute System, it really has nothing to do with the normal types of takanot that we associate with Rabbi Yochanan Zaka. Yes. Uh, so the, the one for the uh, the caring revive, there were actually two decrees. Yes. When and the second one basically overturned the first one. The first decree was that yeah, you couldn't redeem it; you had to bring it. And then what Rabbi Yochanan Zaka did was that he annulled the fir- that first decree. Right. Right? That is correct. Just like before, the decree of not accepting witnesses and then annulling that decree. Right. So sometimes what he decreed was to annul a previous decree, particularly a previous decree that was mikdash related. Yes. Do you think they're associating with Moshe the 120 years and also the eight Moshe left 80? Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So you're, it's an excellent point. Years. You're absolutely yes. You're, you're, I mean, obviously the 120 immediately suggests to Moshe. I hadn't stopped to think, but you're absolutely correct. He, he, he started, that was he, Moshe. Moshe as well, right. Moshe's, you know, Moshe's leadership was his last 40 years. Right. And maybe you could say that the earlier 40 years, I mean, you don't know in the Torah, but you could sort of see that as his edu- the education of Moshe yeah, he, while he was growing and developing. And it's he, in the, yeah. He taught Torah when he was 
teaching. teaching in the last 40 years. Right. right. You know, it's an excellent point. I mean, it's actually, if you think about it that way, then it's really even, like, radical, because then it says, well, L'Chorban Abayis is parallel to leaving Israel. <laughs> you know, which is, uh, I don't know because I'm intending that, but the point still is, you know, one was a good thing, one was a bad thing, obviously, but the point, but the point still is, is that it's like a radical shift in our, you know, in leadership, a radical shift in our religious and, you know, national reality and the type of a leadership that it requires in order to guide us, you know, through that period. So I think that that's, yeah, that is an excellent point. Okay, so now we pick up top of Lamed Ben-Amralif to the Mishnah, back to things specific to Rosh Hashanah. We discussed the Shofar. Now we are going to move to the liturgy. Let's take a look. Say the brachos, the way you do the brachos. Now, the assumption here is we are talking about Musuf, um, because we're going to talk about Malchis, Chronos, and Shofros. But I should mention at the beginning that the Baal HaMa'or understands that you would say Malchis, Chronos, and Shofros in all of the Tfilot of Shemona Esrei. So we are not just talking about Musaf according to the Baal HaMa'or, we're talking about all the Tfilot of Shemona Esrei. But the general assumption, certainly the way we rule, is we're talking about Musaf. Okay, and you would add, oh, well, I have this. Yeah, and, well, this one. Okay, and you add and Shofarot. So the question is, where do you add it? Okay, so there's normally, the normal structure is, right, Avot, right, Vurot, right, where is Mahagemi team? Avot is Magin Abraham, Kedushat Hashem, which is. Well, obviously, Okay, so whatever. Okay, so that's your normal thing. <coughs> now, if you wanted to put in Malchus and Chronos and Shofros, you'd figure out, fine, you put them in, let's say, here, after you do Kedushat HaYom, maybe before Kedushat HaYom, and you'd have ten. <coughs> For whatever reason, the Gemara assumes that you're only going to have, or everybody assumes you're only going to have nine brachos, uh, a total of nine, not a total of ten, right? This is seven. So the question is, which, uh, not, where are you going to put them, and which, which one are you going to conflate together, right? So one of these has to be inserted together with one of the three Malchus, Yitzchonos, and Shofros, if you start with the assumption that you only have nine and not ten. You're going to have to combine two. So let's take a look. Say the brachot, the way you do the brachot, Omer, avodu gvurodu kedushat Hashem, v'kolo malchiot imahem ve'enotokeya. Okay, so the first opinion is, you say the malchiot here. Okay, so malchios goes with, with kedushat Hashem. We'll discuss why in a minute, let's just get this down. Without kiot. Shofarot v'tokeya, I'm sorry, zikonot v'tokeya, shofarot v'tokeya, v'omer avodah v'hoda'ah u'birchat kohanim. Right, so this is called birchat kohanim. Excuse me. Get the right terms. Because you say obviously the Kirchat Kornim there, and that's Modin is Okay, anyway, so Divrei, these are the words of Rabbi Yochanan Menuri. So he says you say Malchios here, then you say Kedushat Hayom, and in here you insert Zichronot, Zichronot, and Shofarot. Okay, that's what Rabbi Yochanan Menuri says. And here he says you do the Tokay, of course, it's just hard. Anyway, you do a tkiya, it's okay. You do your tkiya here, here, and here. That's what Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri says. All right, so that's Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri. Um, 
Amalo Rabbi Akiva said to him, Rabbi Akiva, ah, oh, thank you very much. Said to him, Rabbi Akiva, in Eino Tokel Malchios, Lamahu Maskir. Look, the whole point, says Rabbi Akiva, of saying Malchios Yichonis and Shofrot, presumably, is to connect them to the blowing of the Shofar. So if you're not going to blow the Shofar with the Malchios, forget about it. So that's, by the way, an important point, thinking about the relationship of Malchios Yichonis and Shofros to the blowing of the Shofar. Are they just a part of Shimona Esrei? And the Shofar is also a part of Shimona Esrei, and sometimes they overlap. If you think about how we do it, you know, the fact is we say the bracha, and then we do the tkiot, and then after we do the tkiot, we actually say, what do we say after we do the tkiot, after we do the bracha? Tekabel barachim and say their shofroteinu, say their malchioteinu. There's a sense that the tkiot are, you know, sort of accompanying or helping, you know, bring the uh, prayers up to God. There's another way of understanding the relationship. Not that the shofar, not that the blowing is the way of conveying the prayers, but the opposite, which is that the Malchus Yichonish and Shofrot are helping to frame and characterize what the, what the Tzkiot are all about, give meaning to the Tzkiot. We give meaning by the Tzkiot, by we say these different themes, and those themes now characterize, become part of what the Tzkiot are about. But Rabbi Akiva says one way or the other, Tzkiot and Malchus Yichonish and Shofrot are intertwined. So I don't understand, besides the fact that you're grouping it there, I can't accept that you don't do Tzkiot with one of them. So rather, says Rabbi Akiva, Ella um, avodu gvoru kedushat Hashem v'kolel malchiot in kedushat hayom vitokeya. So says Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, No, you do not put malchiot there. You put here. Let's try to move this back over here. Okay. So he's got here vichronot, vichronot, and shofarot. Okay. And that's where this is Rabbi Yochanan Zuri. The asterisk is where you're tokeya. Rabbi Akiva says no. What you do is, says Rabbi Akiva, is you say Malchiot here, the Zichronot and the Shofarot. So Malchiot is, connects with Kedushat Hashem. Okay? And yes, you do the three Tzushat Hashem, you do the three Tzikiot here, that we're agreeing that you do the three Tzikiot, you know, sort of in the middle, but now the Tzikiot links to the Malchiot as well. Each of the Tzikiot links to Malchiot, Zichronot, and Shofarot. That's what Rabbi Akiva says. Romer birchat kohanim. And then you say this way. Now, the Gemara is going to describe, discuss the debate, but before the Gemara discusses the debate, I just want to say a word about how do we pass it? So you're saying, well, of course we pass it. Like Akiva, we know we say Malchios in Kedushat. Hayom, what is the bracha we say by Kedushat? Besides that we actually say the Malchios by the Kedushat Hayom, if you look in your Siddur of Yerushmona Esrei, what's the bracha we say? Right? Melech, Alkohol, Ha'aretz, the Kaddish Yisrael, Kaddish, what? The Kaddish Yisrael, right? Yom Hazikarot. So yeah, it's not Shabbat, we had Shabbat. Right, so, but it's Baruch Atah right? Right. So, Melech HaKol HaAretz is Malchios, and this is, right, normally you just say Nekadesh Shabbat, right? And this is, so this is Malchios, and this is Kedushah Hayom. Okay, so we, that's Rebbe Akiva, that's what we do, but here's interesting thing number one. Once this becomes the Chatimah for Musaf, right, up, first we say all the Malchios, right? How does the Malchios start? Aleinu, right? whatever, okay? You start the Malchios and you get to there, okay? But once that becomes the Chatimah for the Malchios, and Musaf, this becomes the Chatimah we have every Mona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah. Melech HaKol 
doesn't make sense. Every Chatimah for the other Shabbat 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 of Malchios added to the Chatimah Kedushat Hayom that is the Psak of Rebbe Akiva right and that is part of the Malchios the whole bracha starts with Aleinu and does all the Psukim but when we then take the bracha of Kedushat Hayom for other Shemana Esrays we include within it the Melech HaKol HaAret even though we don't say to Rav Amram Gaon all the earliest yeah I, I, you'd have to ask somebody else of exactly which Sidurim reflect which ones but yes okay now so I write, even though we don't blow the Shofar enough. even though we don't blow the in the other Shemona Esther. Right, we just take the liturgy. Now, I want to make another point, though, because it is not I, it's so black and white that we ignore the position of Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, because how, what happens in the Shemona Esrei after you do Mechayei Metim? What's the next thing you say on, a, um, on, um, on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur after Mechayei Metim? Where do you go to? You say, then you say, no. what do you say? What do you say? Now, what is all of this doing? Right? This is talking about looking towards the future. So this, I believe, again, I'm not sure, but I believe this is a holdover or a, from a Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka ben Nuri um, liturgy that had this leading into the, you know, the bracha of Kiddushat Hashem. Now think for a moment, what is the bracha we make, even according to Rabbi Akiva? Right. What's the bracha we make? Yes. The bracha is Baruch Hashem. What's the bracha? Hamelech Hakadosh. So we already have Hamelech Hakadosh here, right? We already have a Chatima here that works as a Malchiot Chatima, and we have actually a right. We have actually a liturgy that precedes it that might well have been the a part of a right. Malchios type of a liturgy. Right, so in the end, what we do as... Right. You know when Malchios starts. Right, exactly. Right. So we have Rabbi Yochum ben Luri makes this Malchios and the Hatima works and we keep that Hatima for everything and we kept this. We don't have the Psukim so it doesn't really remain the Malchios but we definitely have that theme right. and then we have the Malchios here and we have that theme and the Melech HaKolaj also gets retained in the other Shemona essays as well. Okay, so it is you really want wind up having both Rabbi Yochanan and Zuri and Rabbi Akiva um, even though we wind up really fully passing like Rabbi Akiva the Malchios occur here but with the impact that these Chatimot right get preserved um, you know in the other Shemona Esrei but, but yes that, that's a phenomenon in resolving Machlokot liturgical Machlokot you have them both like Modim. Modim right 
So it's that's beautiful. Right. Reflective. Exactly. Predisposition. Exactly. Okay, so let's take a look at the Gemara. I'm a little Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva said to him, "In enu tokeil malchios l'amuhu maskir." If you're not going to do tokeil for the malchios, why bother saying them at all? So as I said, that reflects a clear understanding of the tight relationship of malchios v'chonos and shofars to the tokeil. Either one is is helping the other. It could go either way, but still, there's a tight relationship. So the Gemara says, "L'amuhu maskir." Why are you mentioning it? Rachmana maskir because the Torah says, "Same malchios v'chonos and shofars." We're going to link it to pesukim later on. Whether it really believed it was biblical or not, we'll discuss. But either way. It's, there's an obligation to say it so the Gemara does not buy in to what it seems to be the powerful point of Rabbi Akiva that these are intimately connected to the Tkiyot the Gemara understands that they could exist as an independent liturgy so it questions Rabbi Akiva's argument that what's the point of doing it without the Tkiyot so Ella Lama Lama Eser Reimatisha. So the Gemara completely takes the punch out of Rabbi Akiva's statement. No, all Rabbi Akiva meant to say is if you're not going to have the tikkias go with it. You shouldn't say a full ten psukim. We'll see in a minute. You'll say ten psukim. Ella T. You should say nine psukim. It's all the ishini ishini. Once you're not having the tikkias with it, you should do something else to indicate they're different. So it becomes a very weak argument. Yeah, if you're not doing the tikkias, why are you doing the full complement of psukim? The real point of Rabbi Akiva, as I said, is much more powerful is the idea that these are intimately interconnected. Which also raises, you know, the interesting question of what are these different positions about? Number one, right, why would it be that you sort of understand, even though Melech HaKolach does not really have so much to do with Mekadeh Yisrael, at least on the face of it, you understand that you want these to be like in the middle, right? What is the idea of Rabbi Yochanan and Zuri? Number one is he detaches the Tkiyot um, from the Malchios, and he pushes this up here, so the one Mihael HaKadosh, HaMelech HaKadosh, you sort of get it, but what's the idea of sort of, of pushing the Melech in the background and removing it from the Tkiyot and removing it from the center and just incorporating it earlier? And I think that one of the ways of understanding this is, you know, a little bit of the question of how we understand the theme of Rosh Hashanah. How much is the theme of Rosh Hashanah to wait the question of, is it like Hayom Harat Olam, the day of creation, or do we think of it more in terms of the Yom Hadin? You know, how much is it a day of, you know, sort of, of announcing God as king, embracing God, Melech HaKola Aretz? You know, you could sort of see that as the Ikar, and the fact that God remembers the creations, the Zichonot, and whatever, is sort of, is less central than the idea of a Yom of Malchut. And you can even see Shofarot as being about Malchut, right? Sometimes the Tariel Lifnei Melech Hashem. Right? So you could sort of emphasize that, or you could emphasize what I think most happens in Ashkenazi and Litzvah shows is the emphasis of a Yom Adin. And the idea of, of Malchus is like, because it's Malchus, that gets us to, because it's the creation, that gets us to the Icar of the day, which is the fact that we're being judged. Like, but that's like the necessary background to explain why this is a Yom Adin. So I wonder if, you know, to some degree that might be this debate, that by pushing HaMelech HaKadosh up here, it's really decentralizing it from the theme. And the real focus of the day, and you're not even having the Tkiyot by it, and the real focus of the day is Zichonon and Shofro. It's all about Ayom HaDin, right? And the Shofro then connects to that. Whereas according to Rabbi Akiva, that you have them all in the middle, I think you allow like an equal, you know, voice for any one of those themes. 
and if you wanted to sort of Malchios could be seen as a more dominant theme than perhaps Zichron notes so I think it is important again why he would want to push it earlier and make it like not in the center and also make it not get the um, the tiot. so that's Rabbi Yochanan Menzuri as opposed to Rabbi Akiva that's just obviously speculation let's take a look at the Gemara Tanu Rabbanan a rabbi's taught Nayin Sh'omim Avot how do you know there's an idea now we're going to look at the general structure of Shmon Esrei and then tie it into Rosh Hashanah how do you know you start with mentioning the Avot Shne'amar Havlu Hashem B'nei Elim give to God you know uh, the uh, sons of rams so rams the strong ones are considered to be the Avot Minayin Sh'omim Gevurot the power of God the might of God Shne'amar Havlu Hashem Kavod Va'oz honor and strength Minayin Sh'omim Kedushat Kedushot that you say like in the glory of of the yes of the sanctuary yes sanctuary no general the structure of the exactly the general structure of Shmona Esrei okay now we get to this so that's the general Shmona Esrei how do you know that these are themes of Rosh Hashanah and are reflected in the liturgy the verse says Shabson zichron truah, a day of rest, a remembrance of blast. Mikra Kodesh, a holy day. Shabbaton zekdushat hayom. So Shabbaton is, you say, you mentioned kedushat hayom. This is read to understand since it's describing the day. Presumably, therefore, it's going to be reflected in the liturgy to describe the day. So that is kedushat hayom. Zichron elu zichronot. So zichrite. So you have kedushat hayom and zichronot. Truah elu shofarot. Notice what we're missing. We're missing malchiot, which again reflects a Rabbi Yochanan Menuri that the center ones are kedushat hayom, zichronot, and shofarot. Malchios, we're bracketing for now. Okay. Um, Elu Shofarot. Um, Mikra Kodesh. Now, what's the last Mikra Kodesh? Kacheo Bessia That's no longer about the liturgy. That just means don't do Malacha. Okay. But we don't have Malchios. Amalo Rebbe Akiva. Rebbe Akiva says him. Rebbe Akiva does not seem to be arguing substantively, but he just says, why did you put the idea of not doing Malacha at the end? You should have started by saying that the word Shabbaton means don't do Malacha. That's a central idea. You know, and then we'll move on to the issues of the liturgy and what it reflects in terms of other qualities of the day. So you should have first said it was don't do Malacha. Ela Shabson, here's how I would read the verse of Rebbe Kiyu. Kiva kacheo be'asiyat malacha, don't do malacha. Zichron elu zichronot, trua elu shofraot, mikro kodesh, zo kedushat hayom. So he's saying thing, except that he puts kedushat hayom at the end, which is not normally what Rebbe Akiva does in the liturgy, right? Rebbe Akiva admits that the kedushat hayom comes earlier. So it's a little bit funny what the whole debate is about. Um, but anyway, but you get the zichronot and shofraot from zichron trua. Now, minayin shomri malchios, but where does malchios come in? Okay, so the Pasuk says, right, the Pasuk right before, which talks about, that's talking about leaving the gifts on Shavuot. And then it says, So it ties in the which is understood as Malchus, together with Bachodesh Hashvi'i. Thank you. So by the way, again, notice this is a perfect Rabbi Yochanan ben because it is Ani Hashem Elokechem Uvachodesh Hashvi'i and it's Shabbaton Zichron Truah. 
So how does this work? It works on Yesem Alechem Malchios, right? Kedusha Hayom. Um, okay, not Kedusha. Not this. This is sort of like Malchios here. Kedusha Hayom, Shabbaton, Zichronot, and Shofarot. So that is Rabbi Yochanan Menuri. You put the Malchios with Kedusha Hashem, and here Hashem Elokechem with Rachodesh Hashvi'i. Then we get to Shabbaton, Zichron, Truach, Kedusha Hayom, Zichronot, Malchios. And again, notice. Right, that the Iker definition of the day is Shabson Zichron Truach. We shall say Yom, Zichronot, and Shofarot. The Malchios are like in the background. They're like before we get to the stuff. But it's like it's prior to the central characterization of the day. So these Sukim work very well with Rabbi Yochanan and Nuri Drasha. You learn everything out and you get exactly that order of putting the Malchios earlier, moving them off of center stage. Okay, so that's what, that is the drasha. And here Shem Lokechem Uvachodesh Hashvi'i Zumachios. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda Omer Eino Tzarich Harei Omer You don't need it from there. Behold, the pasuk says Vayulachem Lizikaron Lisnei Alokechem. Right, this is about the Chatzotzrot. I say Lachatzke Chatzotzrot Kesef. Right, which is blasting, and it says, and it says, and they will be for you Lizikaron Lisnei Hashem Alokechem Ani Hashem Alokechem. So Vayulachem Lizikaron. Right, is Zichronos. Right. And Lisnei Hashem Alokechem Sheein Tamod Lomani Hashem Alokechem Mal Tamod Lomani Hashem Alokechem. What does it repeat that? Zubneav. This is a paradigm. Rechomakom Shenemer Bo Zichronot You Malchiot Imahen. Then the Malchiot get get tied in with the Zichronot. Now that is a Rebbe Akiva approach because this approach, right? Sapson Zichron Trua. There's no idea of Malchiot in the basic characterization. Whereas and also the idea of Kiot. You know, if you said that there's an idea of tkiya, right, where do the ideas, what does the idea of tkiya relate to? Tru'a. It probably relates to these things. Tkiya does not relate to the Malchios. So this drasha is a Rebbe Yochanan ben Nuri. Whereas according to Rebbe Akiva, if he learns it from the Pasuk of, right, the Chatzotzrot, right, the Pasuk of the Chatzotzrot, that's it, where Rashi, by, by the way, Allah Torah emphasizes the drasha of Malchios, Ichronot, and Shofarot. The Pasukim of the Shofarot say, so there, not only are they all taken together, as opposed to here, where this is, you know, pushed earlier, they're all wrapped together, but they're all wrapped together with Kiyot, with it being about Kiyot. So that's a Rebbe Akiva Drasha, that learns Malchi, Zichonos, and Shofros as coming all together, and Kiyot being associated, as opposed to this Drasha, right, where Malchius is pushed earlier, and the actual Kiyot are not on the Malchius, yes? You know, it's about Chatzotzer. Chatzotzer, right, so you have to, you know, you have to loosely associate. Okay, blasts, right, same themes, though. Exactly. Okay, so, Zebniya, um, okay. So Rebbe Omer, Rebbe Stani, we're talking about Brisa. Omer Hayom. Now, where are you going to say the Kedushat Hayom? The, um, you know, the, what do you call it? The, uh, I mean, da, da, da. where are you going to say the, right, Mikadesh Yisrael Yom Azikaron? Like in our Brisa, in our mission, I would have framed it as where are you going to do the Malchios? Mm-hmm. You know, with Kedushat Hayom, with Kedushat Hashem. But here it's asking where are you going to do Kedushat Hayom? Tani, we're talking about Omer, Ima Malchios Omra. You say it together with Malchios, which is what we do. That's a Rebbe Akiva approach. Ma'amatinu 
Makom Bir Vi'is. Now here's a logic. Normally, right, uh, the day is mentioned in the fourth bracha. Afkan Bir Vi'is. Here will be the fourth bracha. Fine. So that's what we do. We do it with Malchios, which comes right after Hamelech HaKadosh. Fourth bracha. Right, comes right after Malchios. But right after Omra. So here's a new idea. You say Kedushadayom with the Zichronot. Why? You do it in the middle. So here's a new idea, right? So the, the new idea here is, is that as opposed to here where you say the, you push Malchios up, we're assuming, like Rebbe Akiva, Malchios, Zichronot, and Shofrot are the are the center stage, like they are the story of the day, <laughs> they're going to come in the middle, and the only question is, do you put this with Malchios, because it's normally right after Hamelech HaKadosh, it's right after, it's number four, or do you move it down with Zichronot, because it's normally in the middle, okay? In a way you could say, like, what emphasizes that the theme that this is of Kedushat Hayom, is it the first thing you mentioned, or is it the fact that it's in the center? But this looks at it differently. We've already discarded Rabbi Yochanan ben we are looking at this as the center of the Shemona Esrei. And the only point is, where do we link the idea of Kedusha Yom? Now, I should say, by the way, besides the question of the way it's being framed is, okay, but do we, how do we give it its right status? Is its right status at first, or is its right status that it's the middle? But the other important question also is, what do we wind up implicitly saying is a central theme of the day? Right, if you say, right, in the Kadesh Yisrael v'hazmanim, I'm a Zikaron, you're saying Malchios, and you're saying Hamelech HaKadosh, Hamelech HaKolaretz, but you're actually saying Malchios with the Kadesh Yisrael v'hazmanim, you're making a pretty clear statement that that is like a, 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 a if not the central theme of the day. The day of Yom HaZikaron is, like, Melech HaKolaretz is Malchios, right? Whereas opposed to if you say it with Zichronot, then it's saying a different thing. Central to the theme of the day is the Zichronot. I do see this again as this ongoing tension with what is Rosh Hashanah about. Is it about a Yom Hadin or is it about a Yom of Malchus? So where you say the bracha of Nekadeh Yisrael, right, could very well, you know, have an important message in terms of which theme is central. The other thing that should be mentioned is the, the, the Nusach is Nekadeh Yisrael, the Yom Hazikaron. Right now, that's not so surprising because obviously the regalim always go together, and then we don't say specifically we say hazmanim, right? Where so yeah, yom kippur we say the yom hakippurim. So the fact that we're naming it, but still we're naming it yom hazikaron. You know, for all you know, for all you know, we could have named it as yom truah. Right, we're naming it Yom Hazikaron. So the Yom Hazikaron, right, of of the of the Kedushah Hayom, right, brings together in a way the Malchios with the Zichronot. So the question, where you say the Kedushah Hayom, if you were to set it in Zichronot, it would have underscored the central theme that Zichronot is a central theme. We say it in Malchios, which could have made Malchios the entire central theme. But then we say Yom Hazikaron. So we've got you saying all of Malchios, but then we label it as Yom Hazikaron. So again, we're sort of keeping the various themes continuing to keep them alive. Yes? Could it just simply be that Roman Gamaliel's position is that Kedusha Gayom always comes in the center? Yes, I think that is what he's saying. Vamsa, right. But, but, but in other words, just structurally. Yes. Not 
Not the middle of these, the middle of the whole Shemona Esrei. Right. Yes, yes, I, he does say like that. Yes, exactly. That's exactly the point. Right, physically in the center. So I agree, the way the Gemara is framing it is just a question of where does it come? Like right after the first three or middle? But I just think that once you place it in a certain place, it sends a certain message. Like to move it away from the center where you shift the emphasis. Oh, I see. So okay, right. I see, right. It's right. sort of, you're, you're not, right, you're not, you're, you're just saying, look, we're just doing the standard thing, you know, don't draw any conclusions. Um, okay, so the Gemara says, let's take a look. Um, um, when they sanctify the year in Usha, it's a funny way of describing it. Yes, it's Rosh Hashanah and you sanctify the year, but you know, it's just to speak about when it was Rosh Hashanah once in Usha. Again, never getting away from the theme of Kiddush HaChodesh. So, Yar Rabbi Yochanan and Broko, Rabbi and Broko went down with, in front of Rabbi Shimon Gamliyo. Rabbi Yochanan and Nuri, and he acted like Rabbi Yochanan and Nuri. So, forgetting this debate of, you know, middle or whatever, he put on Melech HaKadosh way up here. Right? So... So Rebbe Shimon said, Rebbe Shimon Gamliel meaning, You know, when we were back in Yavne, they never did it that way. So they did. So Yom Sheni, now the second day, which is funny, huh? Yom Sheni? This is the place that they did Kiddush HaChodesh. There isn't two days of Yantiv. So it'll mean on a, on a later year, but it's not what it sounds like. It's very strange. Anyway, on the second day, Yared Rebbe Hanina Benosha Rebbe Yossi Haglili Vasek Rebbe Akiva. He did like Rebbe Akiva, which was to put, you know, Malchios in the middle, you know, Malchus Chonos and Shofros after Hamelach Hakadosh. I'm Reb Shimon Gliel. Reb Shimon said, Ah, Kach Hayunogi Miyavne. That's what they used to do. Okay, so the Gemara says. So, by the way, you also see another important theme, which is these are not just hypothetical debates. You know, Dove said before the point, which is when there are different debates, do they both get preserved? But one also imagines these debates in liturgy also started by different practices. You know, there were different traditions, and then the rabbis were trying to decide which one to make authoritative. But it's not. Like other traditions have just disappeared, and often, like in the Cairo Gnees and other places, we find some you know alternate traditions in general to different aspects of liturgy that are discussed in the Gemara. Okay, so here you had both aspects of the Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochanan Menzuri. Uh, okay, the uh, Gemara says the Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Akiva's really. It sounds like he looks like Rabbi Akiva. So Bahama Rabbi Akiva Malchus in Kedusha Sayom. So, but but we know in another way he doesn't hold the Rabbi Akiva. Maybe he looks like Rabbi Akiva. I'm already giving away a little bit that Malchus Zichonus and Shofar in the middle, but he debates Rabbi Akiva where you say, uh, where you say, um, you know, Rabbi Akiva says you say it number four, and he says you say it number five, smack in the middle. So, so he said to them, so, I'm sorry, you say Kedusha Sayom with the Zichonot, so he doesn't fully pass him like Rabbi Akiva. So, I'm Rabbi Zehra, no, 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 you're right. He's not saying the straight psak Rebbe Akiva. He holds like Rebbe Akiva that Malchios don't get pushed, ahead, pushed away into, into Hamelach HaKadosh. They're in the center. You do Tkiot with the Malchiot, right? Again, that's, all of that is against Rebbe Yochanan Menuri. We're not discussing now where you say Kiddushat Hayam. We're discussing that Malchios comes in the middle and it gets Tkiot. 
Okay, now the Gemara unpacks the other part. The Yom Hashani Yarebi Chanina. My Shani, what does it mean on the second day? Ilan Yom Tov Shani on the second day of Hashanah, which is what it sounds like. The Meimah Davrula Elu. That sounds like they did a, uh, a, um, you know, a 30 day month of Elu. So the Gemara imagines it could have been in Usha that they had two days. And the first day maybe was Besafek because they didn't know. And in the end they made the 31st day Rosh Hashanah. And that would be a way in which even in the place where you do Kiddush HaChodesh you could have two days. If it wound up that the previous month was a 30 day one. So you started that day not knowing. So the Gemara says one minute. But we said that that never really happened. Although you might remember earlier we actually did say two times when it did happen. But okay. So we don't buy that that they really made a two day Rosh Hashanah. Means on a different day in a different year. It doesn't mean the next day of Rosh Hashanah. All right. Didn't exactly sound that way, but fine. So here we have this very central debate of again whether Malchios gets pushed off pushed earlier and bracketed and no tkiyot sort of taken away from central stage right and again in these psukim you do not really have the theme of Malchios to the degree you do it's pushed earlier or whether Malchios is central which you get from the psukim of you know of the chasot's throat and therefore it's in the center and it gets the tkiyot a related question is Kedushat Ayom does it come fourth or middle that could just be a technical question of what is its right place but also it might have an implication on the theme of which one you're centering on in terms of the nature of the day. Um, and as I said, the fact that we do it in the forest, but we say, and then we say, Yom HaZikaron brings the chronos back, you know, sort of gives it equal weight. And then the, what we're left with in terms of our liturgy is that the bracha of Melech HaKadosh and the Bechains reflects really a whole Malchus theme going on here, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, which gets retained. And the fact that the Chatimah is Melech HaKolaaretz Mekadesh Yisrael is the Malchus Chatimah, that gets retained even in the non-Musaf Shemona Esra, even when you're not saying Malchus. Okay, so it's a little crash course in how we get to our, our you know, Shemona Esra. And now we get to the direct discussion of the Psukim. Let's take a look. You have to have ten psukim of each. Say three each, it's fine. Okay, we'll see what three each means in the So, what do these ten malchios represent? So, Amar Rebbe or Amar Rebbe Levi, the ten halels. You know, halalus that it says in Tehillim. So, Gemara says, halalu in Tuva Hadu. One minute, there's tons of times it says halalu in Tehillim. No. Hanech Tehsivu, halalu bitkefa shofar. If you count the ones in that pack of Tehillim of halalu bitkefa shofar, which is about shofar, the shofar, right, you'll get ten. Halalu bitkefa shofar, halalu bimini gav, halalu bitkefa shama, halalu bitkefa tura, right? So, you count the halalus, right, halalu etc., you will get ten. So, that's one idea of ten praises. Now, of course, that can sort of focus on the idea of Malchus, right, of God as king, you know, ways of praising God, does that idea of the ten correspond to Zichronot and Shofrot? Not exactly. So in the uh, Yerushalmi, right, right, so they're, okay, fine. So in the Yerushalmi, they give a different correspondence to the ten of Zichronot and Shofrot. I think the Maharsha quote, hold on. Not, not just this, this generic one of Haluhu. Um, let's take a look. There's your show me downstairs. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Um, no, I'm not seeing it. Okay. I might be misremembering. Okay, let's keep on going. 
um, okay, so Gemara says like this. The Yochan Amar Kineged Aserah Ma'marot Shebeheni Vraha Olam. So going back to this Malchus theme, Malchus in the sense of what do you do for a king? So first you praise a king, but also the sense of God as a Melech today is specifically connected to create as a creation of the world. Oh, so the Gemara says, Hainihu um, Vayomer. So what's the ten Ma'amarot? And ten times it says Vayomer, but it doesn't say Vayomer to break sheet. Why? Teishahave, because the Vayomer is in break sheet only nine. There aren't ten. So the Gemara says, no, Breshit nami mamarhu. The word Breshit is also a divine utterance. Shechsiv bidvar Hashem shamayim nasu. With the word of God, the heavens were created. So when it says Breshit, bara lokimet hashamayim v'ta'aretz, there was some utterance that caused the creation of shamayim v'aretz. Before the Bayomer. So this gets back to the whole debate of if you read the first Pasuk as leading up to when God was creating, God said, right, you know, ye or, or in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And if you read it the, that way, then there was an active creation of heaven and earth, which is implied in the word Breshit, really implied in the word Farah, anyway, but that's somehow seen as the initial divine utterance. So Marsha goes into great length explaining why it wouldn't have the word of Vayomer, that Breshit is more, is more Yeshmeayin as opposed to Vayomer, which is Yeshmeayin. Anyway, these types of differences. What? So that's the question. Does it just mean right? So that's a good question. When it says "bracious nami mama," does it just mean that there was an utterance? It's alluding to the fact that there was an utterance, or that the word "bracious" itself was the first word, the first like "reishit." Well, with oh, I see, "bear reishit." Right. That's the Rashi versus Rambam. Right. Right. Okay. Um, all right. So. Right. Yeah, so you mean like it's Moshef on something? Right. It's, a- it's adding on something. Right. Okay. Good. So it says. Um, okay. Rabbi Yom and Nuri Omar. Imam of Shalosh Shalosh from Kuhn Yosef. He says three of each are Yosef. Ibaylu. Hechiktani. What does he say? Shalosh Minatar Shalosh Minavim Shalosh Minaksuvim. In the end, we're going to say that you have you know, Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim, and then you end with one from Torah. So when he says three of each, does he mean three of Torah, three of Nevi'im, three of Ksuvim, and then Davi Tisha, Vika Benayochada, which equals nine, and they're really just debating nine versus ten. The Tana comes says ten, he says, no, nah, three Torah, three Nevi'im, three Ksuvim, that's enough. Don't go, don't, I'll take Zim. Nine is enough, okay? That's one way. Oh, the Omar may be saying, no, Echad Mina Torah, Echad Mina Nevi'im, Echad Mina Ksuvim. When he says three of each, he doesn't mean three Torah, three Nevi'im, three Ksuvim. He means three Malchios, three Vichronos, and three shofaros, one of each of of Torahim Suvim. Davin Shlowish that was three, Bikabin Ayatub, and there's a major debate, three versus ten. Tashma coming here, Jitanya, Ain Pochsi Miasar, Machis Miasar, Zikonos Miasar Shafarot, Vim Amar Sheva, Mikulan Yatsa, Kinengar Shiva Rikim. So here it says, Bidyevid, you can do seven. Interesting, seven. How would that get divided between Turnavim and Suvim? Maybe two of each with one final one. Anyway, ten. But Bidyevid, seven per. Bidyevid, seven is enough. The Dolmenuri Omer, Hapokas will Yifchos Misheva. You shouldn't say less than seven. Vim Amar Shalot, but if you said three, Mikulan Yatsa, so you see clearly we're not talking about three Torah, three Nevim, etc. We're talking about the whole unit. Don't do less than ten, don't do less than seven, and he says even up to three, you'd still, even as little as three, you'd still be Yosef. Okay. Some say Koin Levi Yisrael to include the entire Jewish people. Again, I don't know what to do with these Nuri, Which is quite fascinating. Did the evidence you just say one Pesach of each Yotze? We're going to revisit that later when the Gemara says a, a strange thing which is, which is uh, even if you just say the Tarach HaKasuv Lamor your Yotze without even saying any Pesukim. But for now we're saying we rule like Rabbi Yochanan Nuri that at least Bidyevid three is enough. 
Now we get to excusing the Psukim. Ain Maskirin Okay, Zichron Malchus for Shofar, that's our Girsa. I just have to go, so Malchus Zichronos for Shofarot, okay, right, to get the order right. Anyway, so Puranot. You do not say the ones that refer to, like, uh, you know, bad uh, things happening to people. Matchil um, B'Torah, you say Torah first, Mashlim B'Navi, and then you say Navi, and then you, and then you, and then you end with Navi. So it's Torah Ksuvim Navi. If Yosi Yomer Mihishlim B'Torah Yatsa, you could end, if you end with Torah, you're Yotze. Now we know we Dafka do make the tenth one Torah, so the Gemara will reframe that. I want to say just one word on what this weird order is of Torah Ksuvim Navi. Right? Normally we do Torah Navi and Ksuvim. So some of the Rishonim try to say, well, we're trying to go up in order so we do Ksuvim and Nevi'im, but you really can't have to start with Torah, so that's through the order off. Anyway, the best explanation I heard, and I'm trying to remember who said it, but is that it's in order to allow the liturgy to progress from past, present, to future. Because if you think about it, basically the Psukim from Ksuvim are from Tehillim, are from David HaMelech. Mm-hmm. And therefore, so number one, some people want to say chronologically, Tehillim was written before Nevi'im. I mean, most of the Nevi'im we quote from our post of it, Hamela. That's the chron- chronology of it being written. But in terms of how it functions liturgically, right, in the Tefillah, right, the Psukim we quote from the Torah look back. The Psukim we quote from the Tehillim talk about praising God. So they talk about our presence, what, in our presence, right? How the themes of Malchus, Yichonos, and Shofos play out in, our pre- in the present. And the Nevi'im look, tend to look towards the Messianic future. So it's about how we are bringing those themes of Malchus, Yichonos, and Shofros into our backwards looking, into our present, and towards the future. I think that that's the, really the best explanation for that. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to discuss these, the choosing and which psukim you can and cannot use. So now we're going to look for psukim of Puraniot, of uh, sort of, you know, of bad things that are not supposed to be used. Malchiot Kigon, what would be an example of a bad pasuk? Bad pasuk. Of a pasuk that would be inappropriate. Yeah, that's not a puzzle you want to be saying on Rosh Hashanah. Right? With an outstretched hand and pouring forth wrath, I will be, God, I will be king upon you. Okay. So God should have all this anger on us as long as eventually he redeems us. Let him get his anger out on us, but ultimately it should lead to a gitulah. Nevertheless, even the Baritcha Amor, since it's been said in anger and in heat, we do not want to evoke or to mem- remember, you know, mention that type of anger that God has on us, on Rosh Hashanah. Zikaron will be Zichronot of Puraniot. So, Kigon Vayiskor Kibasar Hema. And God remembered that they were flesh, and that could be a good thing, but the end of the Pasuk is. You have the end of the Pasuk quoted there? It's Psalm 78, verse So the later Psuki make it clear that it's about, obviously, about doing bad things. Okay. Shofar, what's a shofar perennials? Kigo and Kikuba shofar begiv ah. Blow the shofar in give ah. And what's the end of the Pasuk? You have it there? I don't have it. chapter 5 or 6. Yeah. I thought some of those Gemaras have the, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> well, right, the full Pasuk quoted on the side. <laughs> okay, well that's not clear what's so, what's so bad about that. But presumably we can assume, I have to admit I do not check, it's the destruction of Binyamin. Okay. In the context it's not a good thing. All right. 
So that would be an example of Shofarot of, of, of Puraniyot. Okay. Uh, now, now, if you want to mention bad things happening to the non-Jews, Omer, you can. Now, this is an important question about, on the one hand, it's a day of universal judgment, of, you know, God, King, Melech, Kol Haaretz, and we're going to mention that in a minute. You have to emphasize King over the whole world. Kol right? So maybe we should, you know, hope for the good of the whole world. How much, you know, does it become focused as a Jewish, you know, Yom Hadin, and, a, uh, and so on and uh, is interesting so here it says that you're allowed you can say that um, um, I mean it is acknowledging that the Yom Adin, you just want bad things to happen to <laughs> go um, like it says Hashem Malach Yergezu Amin the nations will tremble to go and for example Hashem Malach Olam Ba'ed Abdu Goyim Yatso the nations will be will be driven from his land Right, bring the punishment to the children of Adam that caused the destruction of the temple. So God protect the Jewish people, right, and bring this sort of bad stuff on the non-Jews. So that, it says, is actually acceptable. And again, that's like a little, you know, uh, a little discordant for those that want to really emphasize the complete sort of positive universalist theme. Now, you do not mention God remembering individuals. Again, this is a national Yom Day. We're supposed to be thinking of ourselves, obviously, when you pray, you know, for a lot of people, Rosh Hashanah is very much focused on, you know, you know, yourself, your family, you know, your own shuva. But here it's emphasizing that, no, the, you know, this is really, the, the themes in the Shemona Esrei, like, always the themes in the Shemona Esrei are communal and national. So, you do not mention that of an individual. Rafiul Litova, even a positive one. Go in Zachreni Hashem Birtzon Amecha, or go in Zachrali Elokai Litova. Okay, now of course we do sort of say, by God remember Noah, okay, but we're going to get to that. When individuals are remembered, but it's ultimately a way of remembering the whole world, that's a little bit different. So let's just read a little bit more about this. When it says God pakad, that's like zichronot. No, it has to be it has to be zichronot, not pakad. Now why? So the Moshe points out it's not just a different terminology for the same word. There's a difference. To be zocher means to constantly remember. Okay, or to have sort of ongoing in mind. To be pokeh means to sort of, you know, to remember at a particular time. Like it's in the calendar, you know, that you remember at this time to do something. You know, to, or it's momentary. As opposed to zichronot, it could be zichronot is at a moment, right? When it says that they called out to God in time, what does it say? But pakad specifically means, he says, like to have a fixed time to remember to do something like at that time you know, or, you know, something that was said you're going to do. Whereas opposed to Zichronot is more constant. So you don't say Pakad, you speak about Zichronot. Um... Okay, let's just read one more line of the Gemara. Even if Pakad counts, that's an individual. It's not, it's just Sarah. So he must have known. Since all of the, many came from her, you know, a lot of people, many people came from her. Okay, Qual Yisrael came from her. To Rabin Damya, it's like the Rabin. Okay, so we will pick up from this and continue to look at the various Shukim tomorrow.